Joey's uh, a cam girl. They just don't know it yet. It looks like it. It really does look like it. There's there's fucking lights everywhere. There's it looks. I could realistically be shooting porn in here, and it it wouldn't be that unobvious. You can just Google Joey's butthole. They'll find it. <laughs> it's there's stuff on the internet that I don't necessarily want to share. Um, if if we were in a threesome, who like so? Do you know how in threesomes, like one person always gets the least amount of attention? Like it's just like like just mathematically, it's not a number, right? It's you. Mm-hmm. It's oh, okay. Well, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you're making this question was about the three of us, it's you, Joey. I mean, you don't know. Babe. What if I really impressed you? Like, dude, me and me and Cap once shared a bed with Hoppit where we slept like slept like long ways. You know, like so, across so the bed. So you put two beds together. <laughs> There's the crack in the middle, right? So to make it even, none of us slept in the middle of the crack. Instead, we all just shifted 180 degrees. I was so uncomfortable. So you, <laughs> slept sideways like that. So, like, on your back, like, you, you all had, like, a, like a yeah. dip where the mattresses. Yes. Yeah. So we ruined all of our bodies instead of just one of us tanking. That, that feels inefficient. Like, someone could have slept in the bathtub or slept anywhere. That I don't wasn't... know why. He just... He refused to leave our room, and we were like, whatever. <laughs> we also could have just made Hotbit leave, yeah, but he was true. afraid of getting shanked at his dirty hotel he was staying at. So you were just providing him safety and, mm-hmm. and cuddles, and good cuddles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how uh, <laughs> That's how many a threesome has started, Joey. <laughs> Is this like how your guys' podcast starts? Yeah. What? <laughs> I see you listen to it. <laughs> Dude, I don't I mean... listen to like I, I don't. I, I'm not actually that supportive of my friends' stuff enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. I don't need you to listen to it. It's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't feel bad. I wouldn't expect anyone to because there's nothing of importance here at all. Like it, it startles me when anyone's like, "Wow, I'm so excited." I'm like, "What? Why?" <laughs> my favorite part is like the vague sense of disappointment from all of our guests, Joey, that they all say the same thing that they're like, "So this is." This is how it starts. I mean, what? This, this is it. Is there a better way to do it? Like, like if, if you're making something, you really want to hook someone in, right? And what it, what hooks people in more than threesomes? That's just that's like a it's like a big fantasy, right? I'd say it's it's the majority fantasy out of most people's sexual preference. Can you think of a bigger one? I don't have that fantasy. I'm not saying that you do. I'm just saying that like if, if you pulled the majority of people, I, that has to be like top three fantasy. Yeah, I think so. Most likely. <laughs> I don't think it's a three dude fantasy. Yeah, I don't think it's a three dude, three heterosexual <laughs> males having sex with each other. I don't know if that's... that's. You can find that anywhere on the internet. I'm touching my eyes so much that I'm I'm so self conscious about it now. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it too because I just woke up. I just woke up. It's it's ten o'clock. Why are up. you waking up? We're or, casting uh, in like two hours or something. Yeah, we're. Call time for ESL One's league starts in two hours and fifteen minutes, so just past midnight. And, uh, yeah, is, every day the matches start at two thirty, I think, and one thirty later on for Southeast Asia or something like that. So, how many games are you covering? Or like, is this like an everyday thing? Or what's the? I, I don't know what the new ESL schedule is. Yes, uh, it is every day for twenty three days. Uh, three best of threes, um, all in three separate regions. That's for like the first two weeks, and then the last two weeks is Europe and CIS. Wow. Um, and that's just 
that's like 16 teams so it's like entirely focused on that but the first two weeks is like we cover either a southeast asia or a china game then we cover uh, i don't remember actually <laughs> and then eventually <laughs> we get to na i'm presuming a europe game but uh europe and cis is all at once so I don't know. so this is in lieu of what was gonna be the la major yeah pretty much it's um it doesn't have any dpc points attached to it Valve still hasn't said anything about that. Does anything have? See, you're touching, you're touching your eye again. Does anything have DPC points attached to it at this point? Or is it just like a giant question mark until Papa Gabe is like, hey everybody, this is how the season works. I think it's just a giant question mark. Like, uh, I don't know when Valve's gonna get to the DPC points, but in the meantime, like, what we were saying earlier, there's a bit of an arms race for online leagues and content right now, since there is going to be the no events in the foreseeable future. So, uh, we play just announced there, so we're doing ESL one, uh, and that goes until like April something, and then immediately afterwards we play starts. I think. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be back to back constant content for for people, which is good. I mean, we said it before, right? Like, I, I want Dota to be churning out content during this time because a lot of people are home. A lot of people eat something, some sort of content to consume. So Dota needs to be on the forefront of that. How does that work for you, Will? Do you have to double dip and, like, do the CSL but also still, you know, do all the liquid coaching? Are you just, like, not going to be sleeping? Um, usually, like, me and Liquid, I told them before the year started, um, obviously this is kind of unprecedented and it was hard to like see coming but I told Aiden I was like I want to cast what I want to cast that's okay because um, they really wanted me as coach so I kind of struck the deal I was like hey uh, for non-DPC stuff I'd like the option to be able to cast and if you're okay with it you're okay with it um, and he was like if you want to cast DPC even it's okay with us um, which obviously I, I turned down there was going to be a point where I was going to cast actually the major because I had agreed to cast the Chengdu major beforehand and then I was going to join them after that but then I was like, eh, that's probably bad. So then, because I didn't really feel like coaching before that. I would I would have rather casted at the time. So then I, I told them before, I was like, hey, uh, ESL reached out. They'd like me to cast. It's really hard for me to coach online anyways in leagues because everything that I get is delayed, right? It's not like I'm next to them and I get to watch their games with them live. No matter what, it's like a three, four minute delay. And then by the time we do like our post-game talk, it's kind of redundant. So the best I can do is um, I have one of them record the game from their perspective. And then I just have them record all comms and then I'll watch it. So probably what will happen is like I'll get home. I'll watch their games probably live. I'll give feedback to Aiden. I'll text him. I'll be like, hey, I think this went well. This went wrong. And then the next... As soon as I'm done, I'll get home. He'll forward me the VODs from his perspective, and then I'll go watch those, and then I'll give my feedback on that. That's probably yeah. like the best way to do it. This is something that you kind of learned from your first coaching experience with Liquid, right? Is um, you going to MDL and like you actually being a part of a full-time coach for them for DPC events, like not distracted by casting. This is something that you learned from Liquid, right? Because yeah. you obviously casted while you were coaching Liquid during that time. Yeah, during Shanghai too. Um, I mean, it's not like the easiest thing. It's like, I get really tired and... Because you're constantly thinking about like two jobs at once. And so it's like, it's pretty difficult. But 
Um, I don't know. I like I like keeping busy. I just do. I, I can't. I'm not one of those people that I'm okay with doing nothing. But I think I'm at my happiest when I have like an overwhelming amount to do and trying to like figure out how to fit it in rather than as little as possible. I was supposed to saying like this this run around. It's it was more important for you to focus on the coaching oh on side. coaching yeah 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 for sure. just, just because there was that sense of like you know what if and regret if you if you do end up splitting your time and not able to like focus so much. Uh, I think I would have felt worse for like Victor. I really like Victor. He's the C- he's our CEO and he gave me like, I mean I I set like the tone for everything and um, it would have been really bad. Because I was the one that originally introduced him to the team, and kind of floated the possibility, and gave, um, I handled most of the talks between them in the first place, and then I ended up having to negotiate for myself. And he was very generous, and he was like really nice and understanding. When I told him like, "Hey, I plan on casting at least like two or three ESLs, and I might do this league here and there," and I think a lot of uh, owners would have been like, "Hey, what the hell? Like, your full time job is to coach." And I was like, I realize that, but it's just how it is. This is your bargaining position. And I didn't want to be a dick to him because I don't think he would fire me if the guys wouldn't want to fire me. But at the same time, I feel like it's really taking advantage of him if we have this like huge major and I can't be there for that just because I I, I would have I was probably going to do it no matter what. I just felt bad for MDL because I, I quit on such short notice. I gave them like a week. I was like, hey, I'm not going to cast. I'm going to play or I'm going to go with my team to the major. So that kind of sucked for them, I think. But mm. all no, stories. it's different just because it's coronavirus time, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, what can I do right now? I'm stuck in America. So <laughs> in an ideal world right now, if we were playing this league, let's say like the major system didn't exist anyways, we'd all be in uh, Utrecht right now, and then I would be helping them out, and we'd be living together, and then I wouldn't be casting anyways. Maybe I'd like hop on for a remote cast like meme or something, but like that'd be it. But now it's like I'm home, and the BTS office is like, 10 minutes away from my house if that's like how can i not do that yeah that makes sense right were you gonna go back to europe but you just got stuck because of corona yeah i was gonna fly back on the 23rd and then uh obviously like day by day things got like more and more serious like before it was like oh man um so la major happens yeah it'll probably be fine then it just like kept getting worse and worse and then the situation gets like weirder and weirder and then i made the judgment call i was like I was actually about to go anyways. My life is so good sometimes. Like I just like things work out. Just like I was like, ah, I'll just won't go. And it was the right thing to do. So. If Flitz had gone, then then he wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to to work this ESL league, which obviously it's just twenty three days of work in this kind of period. It's a big deal. So yeah, especially after just thinking about your bottom line, it's like, oh hey, look at that. I can I can eat comfortably for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, once again, things just work out for William. I went from not making it to the major, to not casting the major, to casting the major, to not casting the major, to now casting even more days. Like, everything, like, it just got, I knew it would just continue to, it's like some bumps along the way, but it'll all work out. Yeah, when, um, I don't think that was ever announced, but uh, they were actually going to hire Blitz as an additional talent for ESL 1 LA. I feel like I saw a tweet that about hookup. that. Awesome. Appreciate that. What's that? Well, here's what they said. They said, I can announce it myself and I'll push it through their own social media. And I was like, uh, that's not really my style. I won't announce it. I'll just show up and work. <laughs> and then, You're like Beyonce the event? Yeah, I think. I was like, dude, no one. does anyone really care? 
I, I mean, maybe people like negatively care if I cast the event. I'm sure there will be like a few hundred people that are like, oh, Blitz is casting this game. I'll just mute it. But like, you know, for the most part, if you see a caster, you're just like, ah, I'm ambivalent. I'll watch him. Does that really happen to you? I feel like there's not that much ill will pointed towards you at all compared to other people. Or am I just ignorant to when you see all of it because it goes directly to your inbox? Uh, I think it's probably like, rightfully so, like lately. I've been pretty lazy. Like in the past like year or two, I've been kind of like, just kind of coasting until TI. And I think I do some good work at TI, but... I mean, but the thing is, before then, I always kind of messed around. What it was, I think what the biggest thing is that Dota has changed so that the pace of the game has become so much faster. So the time period where I got to just dick around in a cast has just been shortened by so much that there's just, like, no period to do that. There's always something to talk about or there's something to do. So my casting style just did not evolve with the times. It just could not. That's fair. I, I, I never heard that perspective from you before. I think I mean, that's personally why I didn't enjoy it as much. Hmm. I, I always figured it was because you just kind of got bored of it. Like, once that you understood too. the game well enough, you know? It was like, you could predict what was going to happen, and once you're able to predict those things, it no longer becomes exciting. Yes, that actually ruined it too. Coaching did ruin casting for me in a way. Because I could always tell, there was a time period where I, I, I was teaching Austin how, like, Dota worked and all that, and I could get him to predict winners off draft, like, every time. Like, clockwork. Like, we, we could do it, like, there was this one run uh, right after I had worked with Liquid, where I would do this thing where I would always guess the opposite of him, and his, like, guess probably, his, like, percentage of getting it right was, like, through the roof. It must it have been, like, like 85% uh, or higher. Bucharest minor, I think. Yeah. Like, I could just, he could just be like, this is the team that's going to win. And it was like, but when you see the game that way, um, it's just different. Because, like, at some point in the game, like, 15 minutes in, you're just like, oh, okay, this game's, like, pretty much over. Like, it should be over at this point. This patch is going to be even worse, right? Yeah. uh, I've seen a few people uh, tweet about this patch and how they're not loving it. Uh, I saw yeah, Seb tweet about it. Seb tweet about it. He said this is uh, the worst patch in like a really long time. Um, I think uh, Illidan chimed in about it. Said it was going to be like very TI four esque, basically. Mm. Uh, I think so too, personally. A lot, a lot of grouping up and running and buildings and game ending. Like, that just happened. I just watched uh, VG Gaming smash IG Vitality. It was over by ten minutes. You could just tell. I saw the NA we play thing, and I looked at Business Associates versus EG, and I was like, okay, game one, 19 minutes, game two, 19 minutes, game three, like, 25 minutes. I was like, okay. So then I looked at all the games, and I started to see, like, no game went above, like, 31 minutes or something. I was like, okay, like, yeah, this is what we're uh, this is what we're playing with, right? Maybe you won't have a long casting day, then you'll just blow through all of it, because the games That's will all take 25 minutes. Joey, as a lazy person, that is my personal hope at all times. That the game is a 2-0 series every time, baby. 2-0 series every time. <laughs> that, that's the, the, the chant that always goes on at every Dota event. Like, with production and talent, it's always 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. Because, you know, we just want the day to be over. Especially as the days get long, you know, just just get it over yes. with. Because you're... <laughs> I want good games that are 2-0s. Yeah. That's my dream. I mean, I... It doesn't matter for your paycheck if it's a 2-0 or if it's if it's a 20-minute series or a 3-hour series, right? So, Absolutely, sir. That's why I don't do grand finals. Not the hours. <laughs> no best of fives. We're, we're doing zero best of five casting. 
Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think uh, we'll see how ESL goes. I, I'm presuming it is going to be pretty fast considering the meta right now, but I don't know. Ice Frog definitely needs to change something before TI, if TI does happen. What? Just because uh, we don't want TI4 to happen again. What was the predominant change that happened in the patch that, that sped it up so much? Uh, there's just been these really weird uh, changes to the comeback mechanisms and such. The latest one uh, b being based on kill streaks. Just before this patch, it was like it was like a heavy, heavy amount of experience you could get uh, just for having a kill streak. I think it went from like 500 something experience uh, to all the way up to 2,000. It was just linear. It had no there was no basis on levels or anything like that. Now it is based on um, it is based on your experience, uh, your level determines how much you get. So if you are level five and you have a killing spree, then you get X amount of experience. Um, I think the numbers are something's wrong though because people are getting insane amount of experience. I remember breaking down the numbers and seeing that overall it was going to be less experience unless it was like. You were like level 25 with a dominating streak or above. It was like any time past that, you would start getting more experience. Um, but I thought the change from A to B that was going to be, it was going to be uh, not as bad. But it's actually crazy. People will just get like three levels off of getting a kill. So is the grouping up a byproduct of like needing those kills or just needing to not die? I think it's probably needing to not die. Also, they buff like a lot of random things like. All these heroes, like, uh, for example, they kept steadily making things like Necrobook better, um, and things like that will always push the pace of the game. Uh, they made it so that they made Repair Kit worse, so that, because the Repair Kit used to have multi-shot, so it acted as if, like, it was another glyph, like, three glyph charges, essentially. Um, so, like, little things like that, I think, push the pace of the game a little bit faster. And as a result, like you want these like team fighters, um, rather than like straight up like clean wave clear and stuff like that. So game faster. When you're coaching and a new patch like this happens, like what percentage of your intuition is just like reading the patch notes and theory crafting versus like just going and playing a bunch of games or just talking to all your friends to see what everyone thinks? Like how do you begin to analyze these changes? Um, most of the time I watch like so I think actually Purge has a pretty good hit rate with predictions. I think sometimes like he overthinks certain things, but a lot of the times he has a pretty good idea, I think, of what is good. I mean, no one's success rate is going to be 100%, like, but I think Purge, sometimes it's like a slog to get through because it's fucking like eight hours long, but like I will watch it every time so that um, I have... You know who put me onto that, actually? Envy. I remember I was talking to Envy at an airport, and he said he the one person's content that he watched was Purges. And he's like, I really uh, like... And this was like major winning Envy back during like the Frankfurt days and stuff. He said he grinded watching Purges replays. Or, uh, you know, analysis of the patch. I was like, okay, so I should probably do that too. It's just like free information. Yeah, so then, um, so then I started watching that. And a lot of times Kevin has a really good idea of the game. Um, at least in terms of like reading the numbers and understanding like what's good, what's bad, like how far something might have to be for it to be good. Um, so I usually watch that, and then for the most part after that, I just play. I'll just grind. I like I won't. I'll read through it like once, and then I'll just play as much as I can because I can sit there and like obsess over it, 
but at the same time, like for me anyways, I won't really understand it until I just get a feel for it myself. So it's like pointless to be like, what is this like two base damage change really mean if like you know I don't actually just like feel how it works. Blitz has always told me about that. Like uh, he's more of a feels player. He's just got to go out and just grind gotta it, do and find it out. See what's good. <laughs> Tells me he doesn't reach the patch notes. Just shows up and plays games. Yeah. <laughs> Figures it out as he goes. Dude, it works. That was Caster Blitz. <laughs> Caster Blitz would just show up. He was just play some pub games. All of a sudden, there's a new Agatha scepter. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Dude, when the first the voice period hit one, I was fucking so confused. <laughs> the first like two days, I could not understand how that worked, and then finally, I just caved and read it. I was like, okay. <laughs> you couldn't understand why you were getting silenced when he showed up in fights. I was like, does this like eighth remnant? Is this fucking like? Is this his ulti? I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I figured it out. I was like, quick, Ben. How are your players doing? I think they're good. I think my guys are. I think Mickey is a kind of social creature, and so I think this is kind of hitting hard for him. Um, he's having a harder time. Um, Tommy's okay. He's with his girlfriend, so I think he's probably okay, right? Um, I think he's worried. Obviously, he he has uh, family and stuff like that. He's probably like he was the most paranoid, and I was like, it's okay, Tommy, because he's a sweetheart. So he's like thinking like he also always thinks of like the worst case scenarios. He's like, <laughs> well, everyone's okay, gonna die. Yeah, I was like, don't worry, Tommy. Like, it's gonna be alright. Um, I think Max is doing perfectly fine. Max's dream, honestly, is just like eat chicken and play Dota pubs. I think he's probably played more pubs than anybody <laughs> in the world right now. I'm not exaggerating that. I Even really more than mind control. Yeah, I think if there is a person that has played more solo queue than Quikefoot uh, at this point, like, oof. Um, I think Mickey's pretty lonely, but he's doing okay. Uh, and then I think Aiden right now, he's doing some shit. He's pretty happy. He's fine. He'll be all right. <laughs> what do you mean by doing some shit? <laughs> just doing I can't shit. really say. It's not really all my right, thing to say. But, you know, I hope he watches this and he's happy. Because, mm. you know, I'm going to meme him. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, he doesn't. He doesn't watch it. But <laughs> No, there's no need for him to. One day we're going to steal and I'll be like, hey. But I mean, uh, honestly, but now you're never coming back to Los Angeles because we're never going to be able to go on airplanes again. So, honestly, though, if you guys want, you can ask me anything because I don't think I'm famous enough where people post Reddit clips about me. I'm not Arteezy. so like for your like, we can chest that theory or something. You guys can like ask me whatever, and I'll answer honestly. I'll have you know, it is at least double that. So like, you oh, know, shit. that's twenty. My bad, Doug. <laughs> Austin's fan that tunes in to watch this podcast. No. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you have anything spicy, Cap. I mean, I, I, I can get there. Um, I'm, I'm more curious because you're just talking about, like, you know, soothing their nerves. How much of, like, interacting with them is you just, like, being a dad in addition to, like, being their, their source of Dota knowledge? Um, I would say that my players are actually, like, pretty mature overall. I think there's some things that you need to, like, mold into people. There was something... Um, there was like a, there was something that really motivated me to do that. I I sent um, I had worked with Jarex two years ago on the old team Liquid, and I I saw that he'd retired and I had wished him well and I was like hey, um, thank you like it was great working with you Jesse and Jesse always made it a point to always come and say hi and like always like ask how my family was doing, 
always gave a hug. Like, he was always friendly. Like, he remembered our time together fondly, as did I. So I would always... And I remember I pointed out to my girlfriend once. I was like, he always, like, even after, like, a TI win, he always comes by, is very polite, asks, like, how Grace is, like, how my mom is, like, stuff like that. Very sweet boy. So then um, I, I, tweet, I, I DM'd him. I was like, hey, uh, you know, congrats on all your success. Like, you'll be successful, whatever. And then he told me, like, it was great working with me because I would ask him things outside of Dota that always, like, tried to get him to mature and tried to get him to, like, see what he wanted outside of Dota. And so I was like, oh, then I should probably, like, continue to do stuff like that. I mean, I think being a good teammate, I read something that, like, Greg Popovich said. He's like, if your people are, like, good people, they'll naturally, be, like, be better teammates. And they'll be, like, better to each other and, like, kinder to each other. And there was, like, something I read. It was like, you treat your players the same way you did, uh, you, you did before the game that you do after the game. So, like, if somebody does well, you don't, like, shower them with, like, insane praise because other people notice that and they feel bad, right? So I think a large portion of it is, like, just trying to prepare them for life, trying to make sure that, like, they understand that they're not, like, ultra special. We're trying to keep them humble. We're trying to keep them, like, at a good level field. Always try to give them the perspective that there's, like, more outside of this life and that you should always, like, be hungry for stuff as a result. I mean, a team that's pretty chill and humble, like, that's definitely liquid in a, in a package right there. Tommy, uh... Going back to Tommy, Tommy takes care of his family, right? That's what he yeah, he's got the like other day. he's got like nine siblings or something like that, something like absurd. And then he's got like two parents, and I think he's like the primary breadwinner. So a lot of it, like a lot of, of course, like I'll I'll help Tommy probably the most in terms of Dota stuff. Like we'll always watch replays together at boot camp, and we'll go over things, and he'll ask my opinion. But a lot of it is like making sure that he is okay with the responsibility of doing so, and understanding like what it entails what he can do, what he can't do. Like, we're probably going to talk to... We were going to do it after I saw him next, but, uh, like, setting him up with, like, a financial advisor, things like that. Like, just... It's less being a dad and just making sure that all the other things on top of Dota are taken care of for them so that they don't have to worry about things. Um, so it's more just, like, a, you know, I try to, like, older brother them, I'd say, more than straight-up dad. Like, these kids are... Like, my team is very mature. I really like my team. They're all, like, very nice young boys. They always say thank you and please. Getting them to do stuff is not that hard. Like, great group of guys. I'm so jealous that they're not just here so I can do more things with them on, like, a liquid orc side. Because, you know, you it, it, it's very rare to see people who um, are easy to work with or want to have fun or, or even just nice, which is wild. Yeah, Joey had a... Joey had a uh... <laughs> Talk about Liquid being drama-free. You have the League of Legends <laughs> team. That is not drama-free. Joey had to had to go through that. That was fun. So Doublelift is uh, is benched right now. Is that is that what it is? Joey? He's playing again. There's a whole. There's so much mm. that I could say, but then I don't know if I'll have to cut it out before we air. So I'm just not oh, gonna say it. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely, if you compare one-to-one, one, like, I mean, I have to I have to love all of our Liquid children because they all need to be uh, the, uh, famous and draw eyeballs. And, you know, the players are also investments, right, from an organization standpoint. Um, but it, it's just so much nicer when you feel um, like like the players aren't very pompous or there's there's down to, down to play. That's really rare, which is why I was 
very excited for you know the old alliance when they went to liquid because i'm like oh i'm i'm naturally like a liquid fan and now i'm in like an even weirder position because i work for them so there's like multiple areas coming together of me wanting to like these players and this team and just the the ideology behind it so joey have you met the uh liquid csgo guys i haven't had the chance to i've met russ a twist very incredibly briefly Okay. Um, Blitz, you were talking. In fact, I saw you and Artizi were playing uh, Warzone with him last. Yeah, so I met Twist. We took an Uber together um, at the last boot camp. He was there to farm or farm, no farm, uh, to film some content. And then he was like, uh, "I know somebody he knows," and he was like, "Hey," and then we were very friendly to each other. And then uh, he had followed me on Twitter before that because. I can't remember why, and then we just started DMing each other, and then he was like, hey, you want to play some games sometime? I was like, sure. And he was very friendly, like, he, he was like, uh, I was like, we should probably not play CSGO, because the skill gap is like, it's, I can't, like, it's like playing Dota <laughs> with like my friends that are much worse, so I was like, I, yeah. this can't be enjoyable for you. So then I was like, um, so then I was just like, okay, well, let's play some Warzone, and then uh, I know our tour plays Warzone, so I was like, you want to play? And he's like, alright, let's run it. So and I know he's a CS:GO slash like COD fan. So, so like, did you guys ever? Did you guys win? No, but when I tuned in, you guys did not want anything yet. No, the thing is, is like I thought. Let me just be real here. I was pretty burdened. I, I griefed a few times, not intentionally. I'm just bad. But I really <laughs> thought like Twist was gonna like sixty bomb every game, and he did not. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> he was averaging like fourteen kills a game, but I really thought it'd get higher than that. <laughs> Very <laughs> different mechanics. 14. Very yeah, different. I, I, I imagine if we played CS:GO, he'd go like a oh, thousand to know every time we played at that level. But you know, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching that last night. I tuned in because I had to, you know, take clips for work, and I'm like, is that is that fucking Will? And then I'm like, is that our tour? Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, man. People connecting people. We were supposed no. to play today, but then I fell asleep because I had to work. Honestly, I don't have anything like really spicy to ask you, William. This is our That's most okay. Dota-focused podcast that we've ever had. Is it's it? Since I know you too well. It's probably no. honestly it. I'm, I'm also just not very interesting, so it's like... I disagree. I, I'd argue that we're just not doing a good job teasing stuff out of you, and you are remarkably interesting, because I don't think as many people fill as many hats as you do in the space, and you're also so incredibly well-connected that, like... It's just, it's more of uh, it's more on us to tease something out of you than than for you to realize that your life probably is like you know incredibly wild, right? Joey, have mm-hmm. I ever told you that that William's like the luckiest person I have ever known, like of like known of, not just known, but like known of. What William what define lux? Incredibly lucky. I think just I I go, I've gone gambling with this man just as a good example. I've gone gambling with William. It always works out. Like, it always works he, out. He, he'll like he'll like lose some, you know, and then by by the end of the night, like William, we're we're all gonna be like leaving the table or something. William's just gonna be like, all right, I'm just gonna play like, you know, I'm just gonna get five hundred and uh, stay on the table one on one blackjack, and uh, somehow he'll walk away with like four times the amount of money that he came in with. I, I don't know, like that. That's just is one example, uh, one example of many in, in life circumstances. William just. You know, William's smart, and William's talented, and all those sorts of things, but also he's got this key factor. Just it's, it's pretty bullshit. 
It's like what I said. Like, <laughs> I get invited to the major, and then all of a sudden, like, I get invited for like ten more days of work. It's like, how's that work? <laughs> it's like life just kind of hands me things. And I'm like, okay. That's why, like, whenever anyone says, like, um, I think there's a lot of survivorship bias in esports, like an incredibly high amount, where it's like uh, people were saying, oh, you know, like, I, you know, I discount none of the hard work that any of us have done. Because I'm sure a lot of people have had to do certain things uh, that they didn't want to, or you had to like grind, and well, like a lot of it was luck, you know. Like I could have chosen StarCraft too. God, that would have been terrible. <laughs> but, like there's a lot of different <laughs> games that I could have gone into, but I I chose to get into Dota, and then like I happened to make the right connections. Like when I first got my casting gig, I happened to be pretty good friends with Milk because he was good friends with Ben, and as a result, he hired me for join Dota where I met Cap. And then I decided to work with Cap over working with Toby. Like, all these, like, little random things that just kind of worked out for me. That, like, it could have been, it was a coin flip, honestly. That could have gone the other way, too. You were talking to uh, joining BTS at the time, right? Yeah, I was most likely going to join BTS. I just worked a best of five with LD, where we casted, like, Hellraisers versus somebody. And then he was like, hey, I'd like you to come work for BTS. It'd be cool if you did. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't. I think at the time it's because I wanted to live with my girlfriend who was Canadian and I was American and they couldn't do anything for her. But Joy and Dota was like, yeah, we'll hire her. I was like, okay, why not? Like, <laughs> That was the chunk part that, that, that freaks for you had. That's which was that we would hire her, his, uh, his girlfriend. So Yeah, so then I was just like, okay, well, it all kind of works in the end. And then I met Austin who I thought was a douche at first and I was like, all right, he's pretty cool. And what kind of worked out? What made you think it was a douche at first? Was it just his general appearance? Because he is like at least half like uh, like bro fuckbag. Uh, I met him at like TI was it three? I think it was TI three when it was like Benaroy or something. And he was like sure. way too enthusiastic. And I like back then I was like a lot more cynical of just like people in general. I think he was working for like Absolute Legends or some bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, this guy wants to like he's like way too try hard. And I was like. I back then I I still do it sometimes, but I guess everybody does. But I would just make snap judgments of people and like, oh yeah, I'm right. And then uh, then I thought he was kind of a dick. I remember he texted me or he told me his number and he asked me if I because we were there for such a long time in Seattle. He's like, if you want to go get drinks or hang out, and I was like, pass. But I took the number. And I was like, see ya. I don't remember that. <laughs> you asked me if we wanted to hang, so then you I had your old old number. When you were back in like mm. living in like Portland, because I was kind of friendly. I'm not that sociable of a person. That's a weird thing. Yeah, we so were I, all I remember at TI. I, the only person I really hung out with was. Um... Yeah, that's because I said no to you, dude. <laughs> was Chassie. <laughs> yeah, but you know me like just the, like how many times do I ask people to like go out and stuff? Like I think that? I think it was because like it was like the gang was like me, Shiver, and Purge. We were going out and stuff mm. like that. So then I thought. I think you're just like that. Sounds like fun, and I didn't invite you because I'm an asshole. I was <laughs> very immature back then. So, man, I must have blocked all of this out of my memory. I don't remember this harsh rejection. Or you're seeing the other side of the story now. The whole time you just thought like, oh, he's probably busy. Yeah, I, I thought was. the first time that I, I had a lot of time really was uh, was when he came to join Dota. So, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I don't remember any of this. No, don't worry, man. It turned around. It's, it swung back the other way. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, that, let me tell you, Joey, that was not the play. That was not uh, the play? Toby, Toby also thought that I was insane uh, because I was working with uh, Absolute Legends at the time, 
who had that uh, Dota, uh, they had the Australian team. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, uh, and then obviously they were a League of Legends uh, organization. And that was not the play to be associated with them. I thought it would have given me some sort of like... Uh, yeah, you were doing something. It seemed, it seemed good at the time, right? Was working in the scene of some kind, right? Like, do what you gotta do. <laughs> I mean, ultimately it worked out. Maybe Toby just... just thought I was a League of Legends caster from there on out. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Malk had, like, inverse problems? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, I, I I remember uh, the, the first time that I really met you, Will, I, I have, like, this searing memory about, like, being outside of a BJ's and you, like, begging me to feel how smooth your legs are. <laughs> and I definitely... That sounds like William. And I definitely I thought you were, like, a little too weird for about, like, two years after that. It's all right. Everyone has a different experience than me. <laughs> Wait, William, isn't that... This is very similar to uh, to Pyrian Flax's story of first meeting you. Oh, yeah, I told him, let's do the dick rope. It's this <laughs> dance that we do. And now he does it with me. He just kind of willingly goes along with it. Oh, but that was that was Ted's first experience of Blitz. <laughs> Dude, it's just that I, I'm a very hit-or-miss person. Either we're going to get along... Or just not. It's just how I am. I'm Has it always guess. been like that? Like, did did were you find like making friends when you were young, or would you just be like polarly opposed to people? Um, I didn't really have like I don't know. It's not like I was bullied or anything, but I didn't really have friends growing up because I live in the middle of nowhere. If you've been to my house, like you'll know that like no other kids are coming up here. So then it was just kind of like I don't know. So then you become weird by yourself, you know, like. I was really into, like, imaginary friends and shit up until the point I was, like, 10 or something. Like, pretty high age. So then I just, like, had no other kids around. So then, and back then the internet didn't really exist. So the only time I would be, get to interact with, like, other people was, like, my sister. So then I, was, I became, like, this really weird, socially awkward kid. And, but then, like, I, I go, I lean into it now. So it's like, if you don't like me, like, you'll at least know what you're getting out of the package. And I, I like myself enough that if you don't like me, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Is that something you've gotten better at? Because uh, I know that one of the things you didn't like about casting was the fact that there was uh, people didn't like you and oh, needed to know let why. Me clarify. That, that is something yeah. that we both share. Yeah, it's not the fact that like you're you're welcome to hate me for sure. Like I'm sure there are plenty of people on the scene that will have some grievances with me uh, for whatever reason. No problems. I'm, I'm sure I've 100 percent done my share wrong too. Um, and I definitely rub people the wrong way too, but it's like, um, I would like people to dislike me for valid reasons. <laughs> you know, it's like people that shit on like the Twilight Saga without having like read it or seen it or just like, I can't do that anymore. I can't blindly hate something just to like hate something. What I have to at least like witness or like know what it's about. And that makes sense to me. Then it's like, oh, I probably, I can say like, I probably won't like that. Like if you told me like, you know, you should definitely check out, like, the Twilight series. Like, I probably won't like that based on what I know about it. But I won't just say, like, I hate that. And people on the internet are, like, very hateful. They don't tell you, like, they dislike your casting. They tell you that they hate aspects of your personality. Even though they've, like, never interacted with you once. It's like, I hate this about you. It's like you've never had a conversation with <laughs> You don't know me? Like, what the hell? That part really bothered me. I'll, I will no. be honest. Oh, hey there. You're probably wondering why... 
why did the episode stop? I was interested in what in what Blitz was saying. And Joey, why the fuck does your microphone sound so bad? Well, <laughs> guess what? We had a, uh, I think it's what the kids call a scuffed recording. It, uh, it didn't quite finish all the way. And it sounded bad. And I'm pretty sorry about that. Please accept my apology or flame me on Twitter as long as you follow me first. Um, yeah, my bad. We did have a little bit more to say with Will. Unfortunately, it has gone to the annals of the internet and my hard drive. But we are going to have him back sometime soon-ish, since we're all stuck in Los Angeles. And I think him and I are going to have an eating competition, which he claims he can win, but I know that is a lie. So, stay tuned for that. We got more guests coming soon, since we're doing this all digitally. As always, it helps if you follow us on the old podcasting apps, the Spotify, the Apple Podcast. A five-star helps, even though this episode does not deserve it. Let me tell you again. Did I mention that I'm sorry? Whatever. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube, or listen to the podcast apps, or just um, d- don't. But please do. I- I'd prefer it if you do. I hope everyone's staying safe and washing your hands. We will be back next week, and I love you. If that's a little strong, then I like you. A lot. Because you're cute. Alright? You're cute. Wash your hands. I'm serious about that.